This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Feast of the Transfiguration of the Lord A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. As I watched, thrones were set up, and the Ancient One took his throne. His clothing was bright as snow, and the hair on his head as white as wool. His throne was flames of fire with wheels of burning fire. A surging stream of fire flowed out from where he sat. Thousands upon thousands were ministering to him, and myriads upon myriads attended him. The court was convened, and the books were opened. As the visions during the night continued, I saw one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. When he reached the Ancient One and was presented before him, the one like a son of man received dominion, glory, and kingship. All peoples, nations, and languages serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, that shall not be taken away. His kingship shall not be destroyed. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. The Lord is King, the Most High over all the earth. The Lord is King, the Most High over all the earth. The Lord is King. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many islands be glad. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Justice and judgment are the foundation of his throne. The Lord is King, the Most High over all the earth. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his justice, all peoples see his glory. The Lord is King, the Most High over all the earth. Because you, O Lord, are the Most High over all the earth, exalted far above all gods. The Lord is King, the Most High over all the earth. A reading from the second letter of St. Peter. Beloved, we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we had been eyewitnessing of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when that unique declaration came to him from the majestic glory. This is my Son, my Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice coming from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. Moreover, we possess the prophetic message that is altogether reliable. You will do well to be attentive to it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. 
Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Kevin, we are opening up the month of August, but this shouldn't this be the 18th Sunday of yeah, our normally, Yes, normally it would, because yeah. last week was the 17th, right? You think it'd be yeah. the 18th? I thought I could count. <laughs> <laughs> actually, every once in a while, this feast day, the Transfiguration of the Lord, ends actually on a Sunday. And so that's what we celebrate today. And this is actually has not happened since 2017. So it's been six years. We don't really talk about these readings on a Sunday very often. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Well, our readings for this Sunday, they, they, they're going to they provide us with a glimpse at the second coming of Christ. And this is when he will return as the king of the universe, not going to come back as a baby in the manger anymore. And he will preside over the final judgment on all of mankind. Oh, yes. And, you know, this story kind of picks up something in the middle. So I have to kind of give a little bit of a background because this is just an amazing story. If you go back all the way to Daniel uh, chapter 7, verse 1, it verses 1 through 8 talk about these four great beasts. And they're thought to represent not just four great kingdoms like the Babylonians, the Medes, the Persians and the Greeks, but also the four kings of those kingdoms. And so we have that in verses one through eight. And then you see at the beginning of this reading, verses nine and 10, the thrones get set up, but then you miss something really important. We miss a couple verses here. And after the thrones are set up, I wanna read you the missing verses. It says here, this is what uh, Daniel says. I watched then from the first of the arrogant words which the horn spoke until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into the burning fire. As for the other beast, their dominion was taken away, but they were granted a prolongation of life for a time and a season. And then the, so that's what we're missing. And then you get verses 13 and 14, where you see the son of man receiving dominion. So these, this verses that we're missing to me speak so loudly of really kind of two things in the sense that not only will there be divine judgment, but there is also going to be a lot of suffering before that divine judgment. Those horns and those beasts, they were given a time and a season. And that's, you know, we're, we're certainly living a time of, of suffering and for reparation right now in our world today, but there will always be that until divine judgment. And we have that hope. We know that in the end, God wins, right? Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We win in the end. 
<laughs> might so not we, be easy getting to that W, right, but uh, right. we win in the end. <laughs> yeah, and like you were saying, these verses that we're hearing in this first reading, they are from Daniel's vision of heaven, where he saw God the Father seated on a fiery throne and the Son of God made ruler at the final judgment. And that's the part that we're all looking forward to, or not. Yeah, so in the past, we've seen self-proclaimed prophets, right? These doomsday sayers, these people who've made predictions about the end of the world. In fact, not so long ago, we had a we had one, it was back in 2011, and um, folks who were foolish enough to listen to him and to go along with what he was saying, they lost their homes and their life savings as mm, a result wow. of following somebody who was, you know, not not, not, not following Christ, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it, when we spend time, when we start, spend time thinking about the end of the world, the apocalypse, right, the second coming of Christ, we might be overcome with thoughts and mixed emotions ranging from excitedness and anticipation to fear and dread. And there are a lot of people who just don't even like to talk or think about death, especially what will happen to us after we die. Yet we're all going to die. We're all going to die someday. And we should be thinking, we should be preparing for that. In fact, we should be living each day as if it might be our last. And this should include our preparation, living uh, an active prayer life and frequent reception of the sacraments. Yeah. And and talk about always wanting to listen to Christ. When we talk about this second reading about St. Peter, uh, the first line we did not follow cleverly devised myths. So we, well, I guess our generation did not invent fake news. <laughs> and we also see that if you follow someone other than Christ, you certainly can be subject to a myth and, you know, uh, something that's not the truth. No kidding. And he points that out, right? He's, he talks about, um, he says, faith is not a cleverly devised myth. And this is interesting. I'm going to share this with you. This was years and years ago, but I was in a car riding up for, it was a work thing. It's riding up with a coworker um, on, for a training and uh, something about God and whatnot. And, and she says, um, she calls it, she's oh, well, that's just, that, you know, that myth. And I, 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 I took her down. I said, you know, no. I said, this is, you can't call, you can't call this a myth. You cannot prove that God does not exist. This is my belief. I believe that God's, God exists and, and, and that's my belief, mm. but you can't call it a myth. And then I said, you believe God does not exist. And anyway, so she finally concedes. She says, okay, yes, your belief. And so anyway, that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there is a difference there between belief and myth. And But, you know, our belief in Christ does require us to live this last line as to a lamp shining in a dark place. I really think that we as Christians need to follow the prophetic message, the gospels, our Catholic church. These are the lamps that shine in the dark place to bring Christ's truth to others. And, and it gives me a chance just to kind of reflect. We've, in our house, we've kind of gotten into um, enjoying lighting candles in the evening around the house instead of those harsh LED lights. And so it kind of made me think as I was reading this on make sure that the the light that you're propagating is welcoming. And if you've ever actually kind of spent an evening with just candlelight instead of those harsh LED bulbs, it definitely does change the mood. You get a little softer light and it's yeah. more welcoming. And so, you know, let us be those lamps. Let us shine Christ in the dark place, but let's make sure we also do that in the correct way. Exactly. Like yeah. like the story I just told you, I could have come down on her with both barrels and, you know, and, and but but it was, I just took it real gentle and just, yeah, she took it. Exactly. And well, you had a nice conversation, yes. right? We And that's so the important The soft light, not the glaring LED. I like yes. that, Kevin. Yeah. Good, good analogy. Yeah. yeah. Well, there certainly was a blinding light, I think, in the Gospels <laughs> today. Uh, we have, of course, the transfiguration. And, you know, something I guess I never really 
put together this time, uh, or this is the first time I kind of looked at it this way, is when you look at this transfiguration, there's actually a lot of similarities to when in the Old Testament, when God's self-revelation to Moses on Mount Sinai. And I thought this was really interesting. You know, both take place on the seventh day, both occur on a mountain, both Jesus and Moses take three companions with them. And this is, I guess, the thing I hadn't really thought about before, but the faces of both Jesus and Moses shine with God's glory. And that was one of those ties I hadn't really put together. Both involved that glory cloud of God's presence and both events involve God speaking through a heavenly voice. So it was really neat to see kind of that fulfillment. That's it. And I guess I had never right. really thought about that way before. And I yeah. just think that that's, that makes it more um, personal. Yeah. And, and to see kind of those ties and how beautifully Christ fulfills so much that was in the Old that's Testament. That's exactly it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, after this, um, in, in this in this account from from Matthew about the uh, the transfiguration, well, after Jesus revealed his divinity, he told his the apostles, it was what, Peter, James, and John who were present, right? And he told them that um, to keep this to themselves, to not be, you know, don't be sharing it with the other, you know, don't, don't be telling your brothers and sisters, right? Just hold on to this until after he rose from the dead. And at the time, they really didn't have a clue. They did not understand what it what he was really talking about, you know, after he rose from dead. What is this? They weren't able, it wasn't until after the resurrection that they were finally able to fit those pieces together. And, you know, a lot of us, we have experiences like that in our life, you know, witnesses or for witness certain events, just different things happen to us. And we just can't fully grasp or understand everything that was happening. And then later in life, as we grow in faith, we can look back on those events and sometimes begin to recognize how God's hand was at work. And we're able to fit some of those pieces together to get a better picture. Okay, God was here. This is, this is what he meant. This is how everything was supposed to turn out. And we can see God at work. And, you know, our Lord is always beckoning us to join him, you know, to see the truth that he wants to reveal to us. And he invites us to share in his abundant grace and blessing. Yeah, so let's I encourage our listeners today to not take this as just an historical account. What types of transfigurations happen in our lives? And what types of truth does Christ want to teach us through those transfigurations? Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.